Because 2 Corinthians in chapter 9, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, last, uh, last Wednesday night we started talking about that uh, giving, uh, studying in discipleship and what it takes to, to be a disciple of Christ, what he calls us to do and some of the traits that he calls us to possess uh, or to, to attempt to possess. Uh, some take a little bit longer than others. Some take a lifetime to even uh, come close to getting right. And, and others, it, it takes us having to put ourselves aside. It takes us having to get out of the mindset that it's about me that because it's not. But all too many times, the hardest thing in the world for me to overcome is is the fact that, that I really like me. I really like me. And as, as nothing in the world is wrong with, with being uh, having a little bit of pride about the way you look, the way you act, you, you definitely don't want to go around kind of looking and acting trashy. That reflects bad on you. But at the same time, that, that pride can get in the way of our spiritual life, especially when it comes to the act of giving. Last, Sunday, uh, last Wednesday, we talked about giving of our time. And, uh, and tonight we're going to talk about giving of our stuff. And whenever we say giving of our stuff, I, I want to make one thing completely and totally clear. And I think that, that everybody understands that our stuff ain't our stuff. Uh, my, my mom and daddy told me that early, and they used that exact grammar, and it made an awful lot of sense that our stuff... My stuff ain't my stuff. Now, they may have been meaning it in the aspect of share with your brothers, uh, but it, it kind of stuck with me whenever it came to giving to God. And, and it goes far beyond money. If the only thing we ever give is money, then we are failures. If the only thing that we ever give is time, then we are failures. We have so much more to give that, that goes beyond that. And we're going to read in First Corinthians, excuse me, Second Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 6. The book of Second Corinthians, chapter 9. Verse 6, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. For in God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he that hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor his righteousness, remaineth forever. Now he that ministers the seed to the sower, both the minister bread for you food, and multiply your seed sown, increase your fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth us through thanksgiving to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather in your house again tonight. God, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. God, we thank you for the gifts that you bestowed upon the church here. God, I pray you'd help us that we would uh, never shirk our responsibility. God, that we could always give to you freely of all things. God, I pray you'd help us that we could draw closer to you. God, that we could be what you call us to be, that we would allow you to use us in our everyday life. God, that in some small way that, that someone could see Christ through us. God, help us we would never do or say anything that would bring shame or reproach upon your great and holy name. Be with us through this service. Be with the kids in the back. Most of all, if it would be a lost one. Among us, God, I pray that this could be the hour they could accept Christ as their Savior before it be everlasting too late. Forgive us of our sins. Help us where we fail. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. A lot of times whenever we talk about giving, the verse that, that everybody harps on is that God loves a cheerful giver. And and that is 100% accurate. It comes straight out of the Bible that, that God loveth a cheerful giver right there in verse 7. But I want to talk just a little bit about what we're going to give. Now, last Sunday we talked about time, and, 
And I know that, that I've certainly failed to give God the time that He deserves, but we're going to move on from that tonight. We're going to talk about giving of our stuff generously. Everybody is, has gifts of God. Everybody's been given a gift. A lot of people have been given multiple gifts. And whenever God gives us a gift, He expects us to use those gifts not only to, uh, to take care of our families, to take care of our loved ones, but also to take care of His work, to be about His work if if God's going to make me uh, into a, a carpenter or a welder, then He's going to provide opportunities in that aspect for me to give back to Him. If God is going to make me a, a teacher, or if, if God is going to make me a, a stay-at-home parent, if God is going to make me someone who, who goes out and deals with the public, a Dollar General uh, cash register worker, God is going to provide me opportunities to give back to Him through those avenues. Through everything that God given us, and we're going to talk about three truths about giving and giving generously of our time, of our things. And the first truth we're going to talk about comes out of Philippians in verse, excuse me, chapter 4, verse 19. It says, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Jesus Christ. The first truth that we're going to talk about tonight is that, that God gives generously to us. He supplies all of our needs. And that song, Thank You, Lord, outlines just about all of them. For our family is, is oftentimes is skewed and messed up and argumentative as relatives can be they're family and we're blessed to have them as great and wonderful as as family can be even when they're living far away from each other it's sometimes a car ride sometimes even a plane ride away god is still blessed pretty much everyone with a, a family if not a natural family there are kids at school that live together and they're not any kind of blood related but they're as close as brothers God has blessed us with a church family who in times of need uh, help and support and encourage each and every one of us. And a lot of times that whenever we talk about giving back to God, we talk about things He's given us. Yes, He's given us health. He's given us things. He's given us a house. He's given us a vehicle. He's given us a family, but whenever we say that, we don't appreciate it. had a kid transferred into my class a few days ago. He, he looked like he was a, a very, very young kid, and he was 17 years old. His parents were probably kind of drugged out whenever he was uh, being carried. The kid, through no fault of his own, has a lot of problems. And the kid tries hard. I gave him a grinder, and I mean, he went to town. He had a blast. Whenever he got finished, there was other kids over there helping him. They saw how the kid needed help. They saw how they had an opportunity even to, to aid in, <laughs> in shutting the grinder off because he couldn't find the little switch on the bottom to turn it off. And, and that, that kid's eyes lit up. And I asked him after class, I said, why was you so excited whenever y'all shut down? He said, they came to help me. And that, that, that touched me. The, the kid wasn't expecting help, no doubt. He hadn't received help for most of his life. But that made a tremendous difference in that kid's life. And throughout my life and, and my short ministry, church is, has been something more than a family that God has blessed me with. It's, it's something more than friends God has blessed me with. It's, it's more than that. It's a love that goes beyond that that we can have for an ordinary family, for ordinary friends. It's, it's a Christian love. And so whenever we talk about the way God has blessed us, let's look around at, at what we have. And not looking at others and what they don't, but look around at what we have. Look around at the support system that we have built in. 
look around at the way that, that people in the church give their time and their effort to kids, the way they, they put aside their own needs and oftentimes wants to, to cook, to support, to call, to pray for each other in the church. And we're talking about a God that gave that to us. We're not talking about people that's giving it. God gives, and you all understand, that God gives people and uh, certain people a gift of prayer. God gives certain people the gift of servitude, the gift of stewardship. And those people can be a tremendous blessing because they're giving that back to God. And so whatever gift God has given me, it, beyond just the, the materialistic things, the opportunities that he's given me, that, that I'm required to give that back. And the thing is that the Old Testament talks about tithing at 10%. We're not supposed to give the gifts back at 10%. We give them back at 100%. If God gives me the ability to sing and I only sing half throttle unless I'm uh, being recorded, then, uh, then I'm not giving back to God. I'm doing it for the wrong reason. It said that God loves a cheerful giver and I can't say for sure for certain, but I've heard several interviews when Alan Jackson was interviewing. He said he'd never had more fun than whenever he was recording his music. And that is great. That is wonderful. I'm sure he was cheerful. But that's a different kind of cheerful than what the Bible's talking about. It's talking about giving from a willing heart. Giving generously from a willing heart. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Luke in chapter 6. The second truth that we're going to talk about is, is yes, God gives generously to us. But he gives even more generously to those who give generously themselves. And I'm going to get that word wrong in a minute. Because I, I, I'm, I'm not a thesaurus. I didn't learn how to use them the way I should. And uh, I can't come up with very many other words for generously. But Luke in chapter 6, God gives to those who give back to him. Luke in chapter 6, verse 38 Words in red, if you have the King James Bible, it says that give and it shall be given unto you. A lot of people stop there. But that's not the best part. It, it, it gets better. It gets better. And, and a lot of people will quote it. Give and it shall be given unto you. Great. Wonderful. I give a dollar, I give a dollar back. I give an hour, I get an hour back. I send a dish of sweet potato pie, I get a pound cake. And it don't stop there. It goes so much further than that. He said, give and it shall be given unto you good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. Shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet. With all it shall be measured to you again. If we give generously. We know that God is going to bless us beyond that what we gave. If we give of our time, if we give of our gifts, if we give of our, our resources, if we give of our stuff. I heard a man say one time, he, he said, our church has been tremendously blessed because everything that tears up in the church, there's somebody that that is their profession. And he said, it's not an accident that they're there. Because when the AC tears up, we have an AC man sitting in the congregation. When the wiring goes out, we have an electrician sitting in the congregation. When we need to add shingles, we have a carpenter sitting in the congregation. He said when a pew uh, needs re-carpeting, we got somebody that does furniture sitting in the congregation. Sound system, we have somebody that's an expert. Musicians, books, whatever it may be. He, he said God put them here for a reason. And God gave them those gifts for a reason. Everything that we have been bestowed on by God was not for us. 
I may think that I earned my degree at Louisiana Tech University, but the reality of it is is, is that through everything, God was preparing me and, and you trying to use me for, for something else for Him. It wasn't for me. As much as I wanted to be an ag teacher, as much as I thought I wanted to teach kids for the rest of my life, uh, it, that, that wasn't the reason behind it. And a lot of times, whenever we get jumped off into something, and, and I've heard Brother Steve say several times that, that God blessed him with the ability and the opportunity even uh, to cook. And he said he used it because that God gave him that ability. God gave him that opportunity. And, and if you're here and been here a little while, you understand that Brother Steve gives back. Brother Steve gives back generously. And he said, if you give, it shall be given unto you. Not only shall it be given unto you. We bagged up sawdust Monday at school. We've been using a table saw forever and ever and ever. And so we bag it up and we give it away to people with horses to put in their stalls after we pull all the nails out of it. But you can take a five-gallon bucket of sawdust and you step on it. And we cut us a board the same size as that bucket and we press it down. And you shake it and then you press it down some more. Then you shake it some more and then you press it down some more. And you get the biggest kid in the class to come step on it. And before long, what used to be a full five-gallon bucket is reduced to about one-third of a bucket. And then we add more to it and we do it all over again. By the time we get finished, we fit uh, about three five-gallon buckets into that one five-gallon bucket. That's the way God repays us. If we give to him, it said that, that it'll be given unto us, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, above and beyond even what we can imagine, even what we think. But the reality of it is, is, is if we give, as the Bible says in Corinthians, with a cheerful heart, if we're a cheerful giver, then we're not looking for that reward. We're not doing it for that reason. We're doing it the same reason that the kids helped that kid with the grinder because it was the right thing. I've told you before, there's a, a Baptist church right there on the highway in Bush where I live, and they always have neat little messages on their sign. And This week the message says that it's, it's never wrong to do the right thing. And while that can be a gray area to some people, the reality of it is when it comes to giving of the things that God has given to us, it's never wrong to do the right thing. It's never wrong. We can't outgive God. We can't outgive what he expects us. And we can't outgive what he's done for us. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Genesis in chapter 12. We're going to read one verse. If you don't want to turn, I'll read it to you. Book of Genesis in chapter 12. He made a promise to Abram before he was turned to Abraham. And here God made a promise that, that he would take care of him. We all know that, that God blessed Abraham and his seed. But the promise goes beyond that. He says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great. And until about three days ago when I was studying on this, until about three days ago I thought the verse stopped there. I had no idea it went any further. Every time I'd ever heard it, to the best of my knowledge, that's the part that I caught. He said, I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and I will make thy name great. But it keeps going. And that really jumped out at me and said, and thou shalt be a blessing. He said, Abram, I'm going to make you great. I'm going to bless you beyond what you can understand. And thou shalt be a blessing. Not only will God take care of us and provide for us if, if we give back to him, but he'll give us back opportunities so that we might bless others. No doubt all of us at some point in time has been tremendously blessed by other people. I certainly have even some of the prayers that have went up in this church. 
some of the actions and deeds. It's, it's been a tremendous blessing. And the reality of it is, is as thankful that I am for each and every person. I'm thankful to God because I know who gave the gift. I know who put it on their heart to do it. And then I look at it and I say, well, how many opportunities have I missed to be that cheerful giver? To be that person that makes a telephone call, swings by, cooks something. Now, I'm not quite as good on desserts, but I can cook a breakfast and bring to somebody. And how many times have I missed that? How many times have I, as plain and simple, neglected to give back to, to people for the opportunities that God has given me? The book of Exodus in chapter 19, verse 5, says that the whole world belongs to God. The world is not ours. The things that are in it is not ours. The things that we have, the title that I have on my uh, on my truck, it, it don't mean that it belongs to me. It means that God has given me an opportunity to keep that truck. The Bible uses the word stewardship an awful lot. And whatever God gives us, and a, a friend of mine said this past week, better than I've ever heard it, he said that God don't give uh, parents kids. He gives parents the opportunities to watch over them. And in the same way, God don't give us a church family to, to just socialize with. He gives us a church family to watch over and to take care of. God didn't place us here in this community so that we might uh, just meet right here in the middle of it and talk to one another every week. He put us in this community so we would have an opportunity to be a blessing to the people around us. God didn't put us in Louisiana so that we might sit right here on our thumbs in State Line or Pine or whatever we're considered to be here. Put us here so we can reach out and be a blessing. The Bible says to go into all the world. In Job in chapter 41, verse 11, it said that the whole earth belongs to God. The whole earth is His. It, it don't go any further. It, it don't say that, well, th this family is going to own this or, or this country is going to own this. It says the whole earth belongs to God. It's all His. He made us caretakers. Psalm in chapter 24, verse 1 says, The earth and all that is in it belongs to Him. Haggai chapter 2 says, Even the, the silver and the gold all belong to the Lord Almighty. Right. It's all His. And we might want real hard to say that, that that money that I made last week is mine. But it ain't. God has given it to me. We might want to say that the car I drive is, is mine. God has blessed us to have it. There's a movie, and, and I don't really usually promote movies, but this was a, a good one. It had a pretty good story about it. But it's, it's called Pure Country 2. It's the gift. And the gist of it is a girl was given a gift, and it, it's kind of kind of far out there. It's got the angels, and they send a gift down to a girl, and it's the gift of a song. She has a beautiful voice, but the, she has three rules. And from a young age, the girl is told those three rules. That she'll uh, never lie, she'll never cheat, and she'll never break a promise. And as she sings and sings and gets more famous, and, and the reality of it is her gift uh, makes her more money, makes her more popular. The more that she accumulates materialistically, the more of these rules she begins to break. And throughout the movie, she breaks one, then she breaks two. And whenever she breaks the third, she loses the gift. She can't sing she goes to the doctor. The doctor said, you should have never been able to sing anyway. What can we do without God? Without him, I can't swing a hammer. 
I can't drive a truck, and I can't put on my boots. Without him, I can do nothing. Without him, we are helpless. Without him, we are hopeless. My wife, whenever she had the corona and still, she can't taste and smell quite right, but she, she said that it was terrible and awful not being able to taste, and she would have me taste things for her, and, and she was sitting there drinking soy sauce, and I'm like, hey, you're for real. <laughs> but she didn't know how to season things because she couldn't taste it. She couldn't tell. And without God, that's, that's the way we all are. We walk around without knowing what, what the deal is. Naked and blind. Not a clue in the world. Helpless, hopeless. But God has given us gifts of sight, of smell, of taste. God has given us gift of trades. God has given us the gift of stewardship. God has given us gifts of music. And whenever the girl finally came back and apologized and made things right, then all of a sudden she got the gift back. She said that she would never squander the gift again. I just thought the movie was a pretty movie as far as the story goes. And the reality of it is, is that if we don't use the gifts that God has given us uh, for His glory and for His honor by giving back to Him, then what right do we have to have them? The reality of it is that we don't. If God is going to give us a gift and we don't give back to Him, then we don't deserve to have it. We don't deserve to have it anyway. He gives it to us for His honor and for His glory. So that through us, His work might be continued. Amen. But He don't need us. If we're not going to do it, He'll find somebody else. Right. I tell my kids at school that, hey, if you don't want to do it, that's, that's fine. I can't make you do anything. But I'll fail you and find somebody else that can. And if we're not going to do what God wants us to do, God will shake us. God will rattle us. But ultimately... Humans have the one thing that no one knows nothing else does. We have free will. We have a mind to make our own decisions. And if we choose to wander away, if we choose to look the other direction, if we choose to say, this is my stuff, these are my eggs, this is my flour, I am not giving somebody else a pound cake, this is mine. That makes us wrong. That makes us wrong. And I'm not saying that we should give everybody a pound cake every time we make one. I'm saying that God is going to give us opportunities to be kind. God is going to give us opportunities to be a blessing to other people. And we have no idea. We don't know when we can be a blessing. We don't know when a call or a text message or a piece of pie or a wave or even a smile can be a blessing to somebody. You ever met somebody with a contagious smile? Every now and then you'll come across them and and they're getting to be more rare than they used to be, but some people can just smile at you and you can feel it. Sometimes that's all it takes. That is a gift that God has given to some people, is that they can smile at you and you can't help it. Your day's going to get better. You may not want it to, but it is. Some people have the gift of humor. Even when you're feeling bad, they can, they can make you grin or at least make you laugh. But our stuff ain't our stuff. Turn with me if you would to the book of 1 Peter in chapter 4. The book of 1 Peter in chapter 4. The Bible says that we are stewards. And I didn't look up the word steward and that's on me. But if I'm not mistaken, a steward takes care of something. Whenever I think of stewards, I'm thinking of, of uh, teaching agriculture. They call us stewards of the land. He made Adam a steward of the garden. Somebody that oversaw it, that took care of it. 
1 Peter in chapter 4, verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It says, As every man has received a gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Anybody ever had gossip beat you home? It'll do it. Golly, it'll do it. News from school used to beat me home as a kid. Always did. We didn't even have social media back then. We just had a bunch of, and forgive me, it's true, there was a bunch of ladies on the phone. And that's what it boiled down to. But the reality of it is now that the, the men are just as bad, if not worse. Gossip will go around the world in, in an hour what it what it takes a good thing to go around the town in a day. But whenever we talk about being stewards, it says that every man hath received the gift. That's the love of Christ in each and every one of us. Minister the same one to another as good stewards. And at last, it's called a prepositional phrase following the word of. It says, of the manifold grace of God. Instead of spreading gossip, maybe our gift could be spreading love. Maybe our gift could be talking about the grace of God. Telling others about it. How many people have we told about Jesus this week? Even if we see them every day. There are a lot of kids that I see that I don't know for sure, for certain, if they're saved. It's difficult to have the conversation with some, but they're as much deserving of God's love as I am. They're under the same grace that, that I am. If they'll accept Christ as their Savior. So whenever we're talking about stewards, we're, we're stewards of God. We're to take care of His work. We're to do His work, and that is by give, us giving uh, our life. The Bible says in Corinthians that we present our bodies a living sacrifice. And that we allow God to use our life to, to impact others, to impact even the world. If any man speak, let him speak as, as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God giveth, that God in all things might be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Whenever we tell everybody, oh, you ought to come, and I, I did it. Whenever me and Emily bought the house out at Bush, I wanted everybody to come see it. I was proud of it. I really like it. It's pretty. I finished my back deck, and everything else is kind of in the works. But I finished my back deck and took a picture of it. I was proud of it. But if I invite somebody to come to my house and see my house and see what I have done, and I don't tell them about God that allowed me to do that, they gave me the ability to work on it, then I have failed. I'm a screw up. If I put the things of, of, of that I've done, the things that, that I've achieved over the things that over the recognition that God has allowed me to do so, then I'm a failure. Because I hadn't been a good steward. And Christ didn't get glorified. Because I got built up in pride. It's easy to do. It's really easy to do. Especially when you're as good a cook as some people are around here. It's, golly, I want the recipe to that. Man, that was good. Can I get the recipe to this? It makes you hurt yourself sometimes. But God gave them the ability. Great grandma may have gave them the recipe. But God gave them the ability. Turn with me if you would to 1 Corinthians in chapter 6. And we'll try to close. 1 Corinthians in chapter 6. 
Talking about being stewards of the things God has given us. 1 Corinthians in chapter 6, verse 19. He asked a question. He says, what? After talking about fleeing fornication and sin, he said, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have known of God, and ye are not your own. And if we let that one right there really sink in, it'll hurt. Verse 20 explains that we are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Whenever we're talking about giving back, we are to give back of our stuff, we're to give back of our time, we're to give back of our resources. Because our stuff ain't our stuff. But verse 20 says that our body ain't our body. Who, who allows us to live? Allows us to live in a great and wonderful place. Come to a wonderful church and be joined together with brothers and sisters in Christ. God gave us that. Because we are not our own. We are His. We are bought with a price. And if you're here and saved, then you understand that, that we can never... Ever, if we were to live two, three, four, five hundred years, we couldn't outgive God. We couldn't do it. But we're to take care of the things that He's given us. And that is life, that is opportunities, that is gifts that He's blessed us with. God loves a cheerful giver. If we sing for our honor and glory, then we're singing for the wrong reason and we might as well shut up. If we're playing an instrument because we want everybody to, 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 to hear how good I sound, then we might as well stop. We're doing no good. If we come to church because we want everybody to see our face, because we want to be able to tell people, yeah, I'm a, I'm a member over yonder, then we might as well stop. It's not doing us any good. But if we do it for the glory and the honor of God, if we give back our time, if we give back our abilities, if we give back opportunities and gifts that God has given us, then God will bless us. Amen. I heard a quote, and we'll close with this. It says, Generosity has nothing to do with income, but everything to do with character. Jesus gave everything. God has given us everything. So if we're sons of God, join heirs with Christ, why don't we hold back? Why don't we stop? Why don't we stop short? What holds us back from giving our everything to God? When I coached baseball, I told the kids, all I asked was 100%, 100% of the time. We are God's, and that's what he asks. He asks 100% from us, 100% of the time. Oh, I have a verse of a song.